In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you by our friends at Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's heating and cooling experts. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. The aftermath as we swim into two weeks of being off, where the Browns will take on the San Francisco 49ers a week from Sunday. So, uh, some time off uh, from football for fans to kind of decom- decompress after the loss uh, to the Baltimore Ravens. Daryl, uh, as you had had uh, a little bit of time here since our postgame podcast, uh, new thoughts going through your head. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just uh, unfortunate the Deshaun Watson situation and how Kevin Stefanski handled it from a game game planning standpoint. Certainly understand Deshaun was hurt, couldn't go. But shame on Kevin Stefanski and the Cleveland Browns for not being prepared for that eventuality. You know, uh, I my thoughts as far as the the correlation to the Baker Mayfield situation remain unchanged because they've been through this before. They've been through a player telling him that they are he- that, you know he's healthy enough to play and and whatnot, and um, it basically torpedoed a season, right? So they should have known better organizationally. They should have said, Deshaun, we know you're hurt take the week off. We're, we're making sure that DTR is hundred percent prepped. We're putting in a specific game plan for him. And that was that. And again, I understand the flip side of the coin. If, if, if there's a chance that you can put Deshaun Watson on the field, you have to do it. And I understand and respect that, but I, I just, I feel like organizationally the Cleveland Browns once again, dropped the ball on this. So, um, the good news is they have a bye week for Deshaun to get healthy and rest up, along with Miles Garrett. We'll see what Ethan Postal will get into the couple other injuries in a minute. But yeah, I, I just I, I feel like they did drop the ball here, um, and uh, they really did put um, uh, DTR in a untenable situation to where he just had minimal chance for success. All right, so let's walk through exactly what happened because I think Kevin Stefanski explained that, and you walked through it because I th- you asked the question at the press conference today, and I, I thought that you had the timeline uh, pretty down pat, especially with saying, hey, look, you guys basically said he was going to play on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so what happened was, to take it back to practice last week, right? <clears throat> Wednesday, we go out there. He's not throwing a football. We had just got done speaking with him. We had just got done speaking with Kevin Stefanski. There was no mention of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then Thursday comes, and we have an opportunity to uh, address it uh, with uh, Alex Van Pelt because Kevin doesn't talk on Thursdays. That's the coordinator's day. Correct. Uh, and obviously, Alex Van Pelt gives us nothing because that's not his role as the offensive coordinator. He doesn't want to speak for the head coach, and I certainly respect that, right? <clears throat> but the impression is that, okay, he's going to play because he goes out on the field, and we see him throw a little bit. Okay, nothing spectacular, nothing uh, of, of any strenuous activity or whatnot, right? Very short passes in that. Okay, he's throwing a football. That That's good to see. Friday comes. He's not throwing at all again. I think he threw twice, uh, and it was a running back drill. Uh, then he yeah. talks with Joe Sheehan, and they're walking the the length of the field together. He's not taking mental reps. Like on Thursday, he stood behind DTR, uh, sometimes with the ball in his hand, sometimes not, and he was doing, if you're watching on YouTube, he's doing the dropping back, simulating the dropping back, and left, right, center, you know, progressions and all that. 
That's a mental rep, right? Right. And he's so that he's going through the mental reps. Well, on Friday, Andy, he wasn't taking mental reps, at least during the portion of practice we're able to see. Now, I want to stress the fans, we see very little. We, uh, we've talked about before, but just to reiterate, we get to see them stretch. It's basically enough time for us to take attendance and make sure that everyone is there that they say is there, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to see them stretch. Then they all break off into their individual groups, and uh, they go through the individual positional drills. So quarterbacks uh, will start off by themselves. Then the running backs will come over. Then the tight ends and the receivers will come over for some you know, on-air type of routes and, and things like that. Uh, so we don't get to see a whole lot. Um, every once in a while during Friday's practice, they put something in while we're there uh, on air per se. And what I mean by on air, that means there's no defense on the field. It's just the offense, the receiver, the running back, or the tight end is running the route without a defender there, right? And actually, this uh, I'll give you a little inside football. I got yelled at last Friday at practice. Not not in a you know not in a mean spirited way. It's figure of speech. So what happened was is um, I was isoing on DTR. With my uh, with my phone, have my right. phone, and I'm there, and I'm I'm videoing DTR as he's throwing, and <clears throat> uh, here the coaches yell over, "Hey, stop! No filming! No filming! We're going through routes here. Don't okay, no problem." So uh, I move the phone over to to shoot some Deshaun, who's behind everything. So then, um, you know, I've got the phone in my hand, and Kevin's uh, Stefanski's doing some coaching. And, um, and I had it in my right hand. So it looked like I was shooting it. I wasn't, but I had the phone right. up it was in my right hand. So it looked like I was, which I wasn't doing. So then, uh, a member of the staff comes up, Hey, uh, just want to make sure you're not, sh-. no, no, we're good. I'm not shooting anything. I heard the coach, uh, we're, we're, we're fine. And then one of the position coaches, I won't say who it is, but a position coach then came over. Hey, Daryl, I just want to make sure you didn't get this, this, you know, these three routes. I said, no, right. I said, I was ISOing DTR because your starting quarterback isn't practicing today. I was not right. filming receivers. And typically, they don't mind if we film the receivers as long as they're tight. You know, right. we're showing the route tree that they're running and things. So, like, for instance, if I'm, I, I'm shooting Elijah Moore, right? He's running around what mm-hmm. they, how they like it. <clears throat> and, again, inside football for folks when we're watching on TV, that's why you see those tight shots of players at practice when they're running routes and stuff like that, and it's real tight on them. It's so that we're not unintentionally giving away what that route tree looks like on the field, okay, and putting that out there for public consumption because it, it is true. Other teams, other teams' media scour the internet to see what opposing media is putting out there from practice from a film standpoint, and sometimes sure. stuff gets leaked out there that's not supposed to be. So uh, so I, quote-unquote, got yelled at on Friday for you know to make sure that I would not be putting something out, and uh, and obviously I – uh, would never do that. Um, and I would, you know, and I, I'm respectful of their their practice rules and guidelines in that regard. But just to give people a little inside, you know, what it's like to be at practice uh, covering things. But we do have to be mindful of that. And, I, and I'm always mindful of that. Um, there have been times where they've done like, I don't think I should be filming this because it looks like it potentially could give something away. So anyway, so Friday throws two passes, not taking any mental reps, talking to Joe Sheehan. I'm thinking this dude ain't playing. Um, and then Saturday, and Kevin, after practice, after pra- oh, he don't get to play. We're good, blah, 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 right? So then Saturday comes, and I see a couple of the NFL insiders uh, quoting Kevin Stefanski. 
hey, just got off the phone with Kevin Stefanski, who just told me they're confident Deshaun Watson's playing tomorrow. They're going to run him through a pregame regiment just to make sure that he's okay and all systems are go. But, you know, he has expressed that he's okay and, and ready to play. So Sunday comes, Sunday morning comes, and obviously, uh, you know, I get, I get I get to the stadium around 10 a.m. anyway, just uh, you know, as part of my game day schedule. I do my 9 a.m. hit right. game show uh, on West 6. Uh, I, I do that from home. As soon as that's done, I literally throw the headphones off, jump in the car, drive down to the stadium. I'm in the, I'm in the press box by 10 a.m. So I'm sitting in my seat. I'm waiting to see Deshaun come on the field. Pop down to the radio network booth to uh, to do our radio network hit that we do uh, uh, before games in that. And there's Deshaun. So I, I'm, as I'm talking on the radio network, I'm again, phone is out and I'm filming Deshaun Watson's warm up. And right. he's, he's spending more time talking to Joe Sheehan than he is actually throwing the football. And he threw passes of uh, like a couple of five yard passes, a couple of seven yard passes, a couple of uh, 10 yard, uh, 10, 12 yard passes, right? Then there's another confab, and they walk over where Andrew Barry, Alex Van Pelt, Kevin Stefanski, a couple other coaches, they're huddled there, and they have a two-minute conversation. They shake hands. They dap up, and I'm like, well, crap. I don't know what to make of this. Right. I mean, obviously, one or two options, right? They're they're dapping up because he's ready to go, and he's going to play, and they're happy and great, or they're saying, go, you know, get him in two weeks. Well, it turns out. They said, get him in two weeks. They got it leaked out to all the NFL insiders. that Deshaun- Who leaks that out? Because that was out before the injury report. Yeah, that, that I don't know. But um, th- it was it was communicated quickly to the NFL insiders uh, and not the people sitting in the press box. That's all I'll right, say. Right, right. Okay. So, um, uh, and we were asking. We were asking. Trust me. Um, so uh, that, that, gets, uh, that gets out there that he's not going to play. And... Um, and so we're a little surprised by that because, again, all signs. And I even said on our pregame show, Andy, I said my big concern wasn't whether or not he, Deshaun was going to play. It was how effective he was going to be. Right. Turns out he didn't play at all. I was a little surprised. Then the second thing that surprised me is that it looked like the Deshaun Watson game plan out there. That It looked like the Deshaun Watson script that DTR was running. And guess what, Andy? It, it was. It was. And I, and again, I don't know how that happens. You know, it, it, here's my thing. And I, I said this with the afternoon guys, Monday afternoon. Um, but if you're going to take a victory lap and pat yourselves on the back, because sat, a, a Saturday morning, you and Alex Van Pelt drew up a play that led to a touchdown in a game, right? Mm-hmm. Then, then why did you not have a second 15 ready to go for DTR? See what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I mean, and we had this conversation in the post game uh, yesterday, and I asked you what you would have done differently. Now that we've had 24 hours to think about it, let's answer that question when we come back. It's always game day in Cleveland. Back after. 